Welcome to Pursuit Church Mornington Podcast with Pastor Brian Carden. The message you're about to hear will help you build your faith in Christ and grow in the knowledge of His will. Let's go right into the message. I'm teaching today on our redemption. Our redemption. This is such a fundamental understanding that we need to know and learn so that we can fulfill the things God has for us as a believer. And I believe today that this word will empower you to do that. Are you with me in Romans chapter 8? Let's begin reading in verse 2. It says, For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit, or they that are after the Spirit mind the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace." The Bible says, for the law of the spirit of life, in verse 2, has made me free from the law of sin and death. I'm telling you, you need to get that in your spirit today. Get it in your mind. Continually speak that inside of your mind, in your heart, and with your mouth. That you've been made free. You know, we often struggle with things that are in our flesh. The Bible doesn't say that when you get born again that you will not have a struggle against the flesh. No, it's just the opposite. It even tells us here, if we will mind the things of the Spirit, then we won't be minding the things of the flesh. But we have to make a decision that we're going to mind the things of the Spirit. That means to mind. My mom used to say this to me all the time. She said, Brian, mind me. That means obey me. Listen to what I'm saying and obey me. And that's the same understanding. If we'll obey the Spirit, what's in the Spirit, the things of the Spirit, which is in you, your Spirit, your new recreated Spirit, understanding the difference between your thoughts and your Spirit, understanding between your mind and your Spirit, two different things. You need to know the difference between what your flesh and your mind is trying to get you to obey and what your Spirit man, in whom you've been born again from and into, your new recreated Spirit that's come from hearing the Word of God and the Spirit of God working with that Word in you because of your faith in what God has done for you in Christ. When you hear the Word of God and you believe upon Jesus for your salvation, for your freedom, for your deliverance, for your healing, when you receive the Word and believe upon it, the Holy Spirit gets a hold of that and begins to transform you into what you are hearing, what you believe according to that faith. And it is so important today to understand that you've been born again. When you've been born again and you have a new created spirit, you do not no longer have to be under the dominion of the members of your flesh and of your mind. You know, Romans chapter 7 verse 4 says this. It says, therefore, my brethren, and he's talking to the women too. He says, you also have become dead to the law through the body of Christ, that you may be married to another. To him who raised from the dead, that we should bear fruit to God. To him who was raised from the dead, speaking of Jesus, that we should bear fruit unto God. And he's talking about the fruit of the Spirit. You know, the Bible says in Galatians, 
Uh, it tells us what the fruits of the flesh are and what the fruits of the spirit are. If we look in verse 16 of chapter, I mean, verse 16 of chapter 5, chapter 5, Galatians chapter 5, verse 16, it says, This I say then, walk in the spirit, and you will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. Paul said in Romans chapter 7, he says, There's a war going on within your members. Uh, one is wanting to draw you into a dominion and to mind it. And the other says, no, uh, from your spirit in whom you are, you say, you're saying, no, I don't want to do that. Uh, that's why when Christians, when we sin, we, we don't want to sin. Uh, that's not in our mind. That's not in our heart. It's not that we want to sin. Uh, but if we were to sin, and that is coming because we are allowing the flesh to overpower. We're yielding to that. And, but the world is different. The world, they don't have a new recreated spirit. Uh, they're going to mind the things of the flesh and of the mind. Uh, they're, not, they're, not, they're not people who have been born of God. They don't have that righteousness on the inside of them. Uh, and that's why with, when you become righteous, because what happens is, is Christ makes you righteous. It's not your works that make you righteous. But the work that God did in you when you accepted Christ into your heart, that seed that was put into you, into your spirit, you became brand new. You became the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You are in the spirit already because you have been born again. Uh, you are in the spirit. And the Bible teaches us that if we will renew our mind, if we'll bring our body and our mind and our thoughts and, not learn, and, and learn not to obey the flesh, uh, but to obey the Spirit, you'll overcome those things. Uh, because greater is he that's in you than he that's in this world. You'll find that the greater one lives on the inside of you. The greater part of you is your spirit man. Uh, the weaker part of you is your mind and your, your thoughts and the desires of the flesh. And you can, the Bible says, if you see this, if you look in Galatians again with me, it says right here in verse 17, it says that these are contrary the one to the other so that you cannot do the things that you would. You know, when you learn to walk in the spirit, I want you to look at that scripture right there for a minute. But when you look at, if you look at this, I want you to see something. When you learn to walk after the spirit, your focus gets a lot better. You won't be uh, warring so much Throughout the day and throughout the night with the flesh and the spirit, you'll be able to focus on the things that God's called you to do. You'll be able to uh, have that right mind. You'll be able to uh, get going, so to speak, where things aren't tripping you up all the time. And you're warring and warring and warring. Why, when you learn how to walk by faith, when you learn how to walk in the spirit, because those are synonymous. Uh, this is what a lot of people don't understand about the spirit and faith, uh, that those two, the Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight, but it also tells us that we have to walk in the Spirit. Those two go hand in hand because when you walk in the Spirit, you have to walk in the light of the Word of God. You have to walk by faith. Faith is not a human faith. Human faith is something that anybody can do, so to speak, but it's not, it's not what we're talking about. Mere human faith uh, is what the world lives by, and that means it's not knowing the will of God. What God's kind of faith does is it will actually bring to you the answer. It'll empower you. It'll tell you who you are when you don't feel it. It'll tell you what you have when you don't see it. But because you believe on it, it will ultimately come to pass. It will ultimately 
prevail. It will ultimately take place if we'll learn to walk it out. And understanding this is important because look at this. In verse 18, it says, but if you are led of the Spirit, you're not under the law. And he's talking about the law of sin. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. And he goes through a whole list of various things in different translations. Uh, talks about a partying spirit. Talks about uh, just all types of things. Idolatry, hatred, heresy, strife, gossip, all kinds of things. Envies, drunkenness, murder. And, and I'll tell you, it's so important that we understand that we're no longer a slave to the flesh. And that's why the Bible says, for the law of the Spirit of Christ has made us free. For the law of the Spirit has made us free. I'll tell you today, you've been made free. But he also goes on and tells us in verse 22 of chapter 5 of Galatians, it says, but the fruit of the Spirit. So we're yielding fruit unto God like we read in Romans. What is that fruit unto God? Love, joy, Peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, and faith, meekness, meekness, teachable, being teachable, growing, developing, temperance. That's, I'll tell you, that's so important. Uh, against such, there is no law. Literally, there's no limit to it. When you begin to walk in the Spirit, there's no limit to the joy of the Lord in your life. It's whenever we get into the flesh and of the mind and all of the things and the cares of this life, all of a sudden we're getting anxious, we're in anxiety, we have fears, we have doubts, we're wondering how this is going to end. But that's because we're not walking by faith because faith will give you a good end. Faith will teach you and tell you and give you an understanding what is to come, how to walk this out. I'll tell you, when you begin to understand that we've been called to build the kingdom of God, we're called to be preachers of righteousness everywhere that we go. What does that mean? It literally means that we tell people the good news of Jesus Christ and of the kingdom of God. That they no longer have to be slaves to the system that Satan originated through the sin nature in what we would call humanist or humanists. Uh, the Bible refers it as the flesh or carnal Oh, that's what's in the kingdom of this world or the kingdom of darkness. But what's in the kingdom of God is true joy, peace, righteousness, the wonderful things that God gives to us into our spirit because that's what we've been born into. And when we live out of that, then we'll begin to see these things manifest in our life. We'll begin to see that there's going to be a law that we're called to operate and to live by that is outside of the law of the world or the law of sin and death. And today, I believe this is so important that we learn to live by the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. The Bible says, if you look down with me in verse 24, it says, and they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Let us not desire or be desirous of vain glory, but provoking one another or provoking one another, envying one another. Now we shouldn't do those things. I'll tell you, it's so important today that we don't compare ourselves with another person. I'll tell you today, uh, you need to be very careful in how that you see 
uh, I've got something written down I want I wanted to just share with you just real quick. But you're going to find that there's going to be struggles in your life. You're going to find that other people are going to struggle. But the one thing that you need to do is you need to know not to compare yourself with another person's struggle or compare yourself with another person's breakthrough. No, that can be unwise. If you compare yourself to someone else's season that they're in, you'll be unwise. If they seem to be getting a breakthrough, rejoice. If they seem to be walking in the Spirit, well, glory to God, you learn to walk in the Spirit yourself. But what you do privately, the Bible says God will reward you openly. That means when you're at home and you're making decisions and the kind of decisions that you make need to be, am I working and laboring and how am I laboring to build the kingdom of God? Because the key thing is with our life today is that we are called to make disciples, to build the kingdom of God. And that takes time. It takes work. It takes labor. It takes effort. If we don't, our labor, whatever we do, is in vain. And I'm not talking about when you're trying to build the church and the kingdom of God. I'm talking about when we make decisions that pull us out of doing those things to do what we feel, what we like, all of these other things. That's carnal. That is fleshy. That's not staying in it till you see it, till, you, till it's built, until it's done. And that is until the day that Jesus returns. We're called to preach the gospel, be preachers of righteousness in this world, and to uh, make disciples out of men, to edify the body of Christ, to be compacted, to be planted so that we can go and grow through all of the seasons that calls, God's called us to go through and grow through to bear fruit unto God. And that's how we do it. And I tell you, it's so important today that the church of the Lord Jesus Christ gets this understanding. Now, we can try to live for ourselves and just try to get God to give us a better life. But I'm going to tell you today, it's much bigger than that. When we die to ourselves, when we crucify the flesh, when we begin to focus our life on Christ and begin to purposely work and serve the Lord, building his kingdom, building his church, going through the process of laboring for the sake of the kingdom of God, I believe God's called us to equip the church uh, to build the kingdom of God. And through that process, that's going to... Uh, in turn, God will reward you uh, for the things that you have done in this life and in the life to come. And I'll tell you, it's so important today that we get this understanding as the church. But one of the things that is important too, if we we'll look at Romans chapter 6, verse 12, knowing this, I'll tell you, it's so important. Because the Bible tells us that if we do not let sin, Romans 6, 12, if therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in the lusts or in its lust. The Bible says in Romans 6, 12, it says, therefore, do not let sin reign. That means don't let it be king. Don't let it be Lord. Don't let it dictate to you and be your master. No, you're no longer under that master uh, you're no longer in the dictates of the flesh and of the law of sin and death. That is in your members. The Bible says, that again, that Jesus came because of sin and for sin to condemn sin in the flesh. And this is why Paul made it clear through his teachings that while you are in the flesh, you're still not of the flesh. No, you're in the spirit. If be that the spirit of Christ dwells in you. If the Spirit of Christ dwells in you, then 
you are dead to that reigning of the sin nature over your life. You no longer have to be yielding yourself to those things. No, the Bible tells us in Romans 6, it tells us that we don't have to yield our members any longer. You're no longer under that dominion. No, you have dominion in the spirit through the redemption of Jesus Christ that is given to you. Now you are a priest and a king. You reign in life through one Jesus Christ. Now we need to understand we're not fighting for victory. See, oftentimes we're trying to fight through our flesh to to find a place that makes us righteous because of our works or uh, things in which uh, gets us free. But we need to fight from a place of victory knowing that Christ has made you free. When you understand I'm not fighting for victory, I'm fighting from victory because I have the victory in me. Then you'll learn that you're not dealing so much anymore with that which has always controlled you or that's what, that brought you into condemnation, those things that, that uh, led you astray. No, you're no longer uh, following those things. No, the greater one is on the inside of you. This isn't mind over matter. You can't mental ascend to this understanding because if you do, you're going to get into a place of religion trying to think that uh, walking by faith is something that is just mere human things that everybody has that. No, no, the kind of faith that comes from God is God's faith in you receiving and believing and being transformed into what God has called you, what God says about you. And in that place, there's no limit to the fruit that you can bear unto God. And I tell you, that is something that we're all called to do, is to abide in the vine and let him abide in you. And when we do, we're going to bear fruit unto God. You know, the Bible says, also, if you'll look with me in Romans chapter 6, verse 7, it says, for he who has died has been freed from sin. Verse 8 says, Now if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him, for the death that he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. You know, Oftentimes, we're, we're looking at this understanding of sin by the transgressions that we commit. But understanding, we're talking about the law of sin. The law of sin and death that works in the members, in the carnal man or the fleshy man in the mind, which is in the world. But because you have been born again, you are no longer a sinful-natured person. No, you've been created, the Bible says in Ephesians. In true righteousness and holiness. I love what Paul wrote there in the book of Ephesians chapter 2. It tells us that when you were born again, that you were created in righteousness and true holiness. And so you were created that way unto God in righteousness and true holiness. And this is what we receive and become when we accept Christ before God. And in this life and in this world. That's why the Bible says in Romans chapter 8, verse 1, it says, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Again, look at verse 2. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free 
from the law of sin and death. So here lies the truth. You are no longer a carnal man, but a spiritual man. When you practice walking in the Spirit, and it's going to take practice. You're going to, you're going to have to war a little bit. Some people, you know, they're, they're trying to quit No, it's doing something. It, it, it's not about trying to quit doing something. It's about understanding what you, that has already lost its power over you. If you understand that what you're going through has already lost its power over you, when you begin to say out of your mouth what God has done for you, when you begin to declare over yourself that you have been made free from this dominion of whatever is trying to overtake you or has overtaken you. No, in Christ, you've been made free. And you can stand and rejoice in God. I tell you, it's so important every day to learn. Instead of talk about the problem, instead of think on the problem, when those thoughts come to you about what you're going through and about the things that you're facing and what you're feeling and all of those other things, when you begin to just take some time and you just begin to say, you know what, God, I just thank you right now that you made me free. I'm free. You begin to speak back to that mountain. You begin to talk to that mountain. Believe in your heart that Christ has made you free. You begin to say it. You begin to think on it. You begin to meditate on it. You begin to speak it out. As it is the truth in Christ, in God, and what God has done for you, you begin to see you rise above. I tell you, that's a great word right there. A great word to understand that God will cause you to rise above, that you are above and not beneath, that you have been given this life in Christ Jesus because being human doesn't make you a child of God, but the new birth does. So understanding this, that because you have been born again, you are no longer in the flesh, but in the spirit. If be that Christ, the spirit of Christ dwells in you. You see, we're not being governed by the flesh any longer, but we're being governed by the spirit. This is why your understanding of faith and your works of faith, your prayer, your actions, your profession is so important because there is a natural carnal kind of faith. That faith is, is a blind faith based on unrealistic vision and view. And what I mean by unrealistic is there because we don't like here. Let me just say it like this. Oftentimes we have an unrealistic view in religiousness because uh, if we're a Christian today and we've got an unrealistic view because we don't like here and we're trying to get there, but we're trying to fight that fight through the flesh, making decisions and things that, that are really through the flesh and not the spirit, you'll never get to the real vision that God has for you because he's, he's called you into the kingdom of God to build the kingdom of God. And that takes all of us together. That's what a church body is for. But oftentimes people have unrealistic vision and unrealistic views. Like it's about me and Jesus. Like I'm doing this thing. You know, I fellowship at the church, but I'm really just trying, trying to do this thing. You know, God wants me to do something great. Well, God wants you to do something great within the body to edify the body, to build the kingdom of God, to reach the lost, to be a part, to build and to establish his work in the earth today because our king is coming back one day. And we're called to possess. We're called to build. We're called to prepare the way. And I tell you, it's so important today that we get an understanding as the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. That we're not alone. 
that we're not alone at any time, that the Spirit of God is within us, that the Word of God is dwelling in us, that we are a part of a body and that we're all working together for the same common goal, using our gifts and our talents, our resources and all that we have to build His church, to reach the lost, to see righteousness rule and be governed in our land. And that comes from the preaching of righteousness. That's going to come from every believer affecting somebody else. So we can begin to see the righteous rules so that the people can rejoice. But when the believer doesn't preach righteousness and the others are not receiving that righteousness, then we're not going to have righteous rulers because they're the ones that, let, that elect those governing bodies. But when they desire righteousness as you're preaching it, they'll elect people according to that righteousness. And when that takes place, then the Bible says there's rejoicing in the land. Why? Because you won't find the persecution that comes from the suppression of, of the preaching of righteousness. I tell you, it's so important today that we become preachers of righteousness like Noah was. So important today that we learn to stand and build the kingdom of God, that we work together for the good of bearing fruit unto God. You know, the Bible tells us that the law of the Spirit of Christ has made us free. You know, Psalms 107 Verse 20 says this, it says, Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. So you see, again, we as believers, as Christians who have been made free, that fight that we're fighting, you're going to have to begin to say you're free. When you're not feeling free, when your flesh is trying to take that dominion and say, no, you're, you've obeyed these members before, so obey again. You're going to say, no, I'm not going to obey you. No, I am free for the Son has set me free, and I am redeemed. So Psalms 107 verse 2 says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. It's so important that you learn to say it because you have been redeemed from the law of sin and death. Out of the hand of the, your enemy that has taken, that would try to take dominion, that has taken dominion over your life before. So the good news is if you're in the struggle and you're fighting against that fight, listen, God's on your side. You know, when condemnation tries to get on you and you're walk, trying to walk in the spirit and you're warring that war, you're going to make mistakes, you're going to struggle, you're going to trip, you're going to fall. But a righteous man gets back up and he keeps fighting that fight. Because you're not fighting for victory, you're fighting from victory. Because you have been made new. Because you have been made free. For that law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made you free. And it's working inside of you. And that is the greater part of you. And one day you're going to just walk right on top of those things. And soon Satan's going to be trampled under your feet. Because you have the victory in Christ. Because you're no longer a slave to sin. You're no longer under that dominion. You're no longer under the cares of this life that's weighing you down and keeping you from being fruitful for God because you've come out of that place. You're now understanding that wherever you do, whatever you do, you do and you're serving as unto the Lord to build his kingdom everywhere that you go and all that you do. And I tell you, it's so important today that we learn to say so. And I pray today that this encourages you. But more than encourages you, it should give you faith, which empowers you with knowledge of God's will and understanding of this life, because you are a child of God. When you have received Christ into your heart, you believed upon him for your salvation, you have made him Lord 
over your life. You know, the Bible says that those who have been born again will reign in life through one, Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening to today. If you are wanting more of these timely messages and teachings, go to our website at Pursuit Church Mornington to find all the other ways you can access Pursuit Church ministry and messages.